Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cold Hard Truth Podcast. I'm Jack Smith. I'm Shrikar Ajendran. And I'm Anish Gupta. And I know before we get into this week's wildcard breakdown, I, I told these two if they waited for the episode, they'd have their moment. So, you know, floor is yours. Take it away. I'm going to shut up for the next couple minutes. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I had a, there, there are these stories about uphill climbs, you know, climbing to the, not necessarily the top in this case, but not last. Uh, I have been last 17 out of the 18 weeks in rankings of picks. I have been last in every single week, except last week. I finally came back. So basically I was down four against Jack heading into week 18. And I remember we had a little bragging rights wager on who was getting last. And I remember Jamiki over here said, I will never get last. I didn't say that. I said, I've never been in Or last. he's never been last. Well, talk about the jinx of the century because Jamiki is last in picks. Trikar <laughs> has been last in picks. I have never been last in picks. And here's what happened. Here's what needed to happen. I basically needed Detroit to beat Green Bay. Check mark. I needed um, Pittsburgh to beat Baltimore. Check. I needed Cleveland to beat Cincinnati. Check. I needed Miami to beat New England. Check. And I needed the Raiders to beat the Chargers. And it happened on Sunday night. Basically a five-team parlay. And believe me, I have never hit a five-team parlay yet. I've only done betting for one year. I've yet to hit one. This was the one I needed. And this is the one I hit. Um, I, and ironically I switched to Miami at like 1245 PM or like 1 PM, like before the game started. Cause I was like, all right, Miami's like six and two. I don't know. I just felt like, you know, Mac was struggling the game before. So like, or sorry, or you switched to, or you switched to Miami. Cause I switched to the Rams, which meant you didn't have enough games. There, I, will, I will admit, I will admit, you know, cause we are honest and objective on this channel. That was a, there was a slight notice of that prior to making that pick yeah but we got it right uh i was the only it's not getting it right if you just switch just because i mean hey Tua Tua came through for me and remember i'm the only that ain't a pick that's that's not a pick that that was a pick and besides that i am the only one to believe in two out of us three and Tua said you know what i appreciate you anish i'm gonna do this for you it wasn't Uh, a pick six i I had to pick i had to pick the rival that i hate more believe me it stung i was the only one to take pittsburgh it stung me uh but you know what they came through for your boy and Miami did too and the Raiders again the only one to pick the Raiders Mr. Derek Carr even though they stung me and ended the Brown season they came through so guess what final standings Jack was fourth after going eight and eight last week with 168 and 103 record I was third after going 13 and three I think that's my best like overall week in my opinion uh yeah 169 and 102 nice number there uh, the fans beat me by one because they take SF because they're always biased. Screw you, fans. Um, but yeah, they were nine and seven this week, 170 and 101. And then our crown, we can clap them up, our champion. After, you know, having, after getting slandered last year for missing seven Bears picks in a row, I think he was like behind me by like 13, but he came back this year. Kudos to him. He basically almost every pick he went solo on. Prior to this week, he won. So kudos. Yeah, he had that. It was that dominant Third. stretch of like four to five weeks yeah, down the so stretch of the season. Yeah. So he went 10 and six with the second best record this week and finished 175 and 96. So he was the only one that did not have 100 wrong games this year. So, yes, sir. Good job, Shriek. And uh, yeah, I think the roast, if Shriek, you want to roast Jack a little bit for getting, a, for jinxing himself. Uh, the floor is I don't, I don't know how much to say. I, I think, I think you really covered it there. I mean, <laughs> Is this the biggest choke since 28-3? Like, 
I think so. Really I mean, to go like, to go in to go into it one week up like. Let me put it to you this way. I was I in third anybody... place. Like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> is, like, like I said before the episode, a medal is a medal. But here's the thing. I don't think we've ever had, like, a bigger jump than, like, two games on a single week ever. And this was a no, five-game jump. Happened. So, yeah, this was this was probably a historic uh, day for the record books in Cold Heart Truth Picks history. And don't worry. Hopefully, Jack doesn't get last next year. Although, you know, it's been trending downward uh, since our first year. Uh, when he had that Mickey Mouse win. So, you know, I don't know. I will say, I will say, uh, I am at least proud of myself for not, you know, being that guy, which you definitely would have done. Don't get me wrong. If you were up four games. <laughs> yes, yes. I knew exactly what I was I doing. I, I, I knew I was taking a risk differing with you I, on five I'm not going to lie. I would have, oh, yeah, if I was like, if I was you, I probably would have changed the Raiders. <laughs> no, what you would have done is you would have wait and we would have gone through the picks and you would be like, Ah, uh, yeah, you know, I'm switching to the I'm switching to the Raiders. I just, you know, think they're yeah, I would have, yeah, yeah, I would have switched, or no, in this case, yeah, I would have switched. You would have yeah, just yeah, switched. Switch you would have seen what I put and then switched. No, no, no I would have waited. I would have waited because, like, because again, obviously, the odds of doing it is very impossible. But if you were like four in, and because here's the thing, Sunday night, right? So we had to wait. I was like, all right, I probably would have. But hey, but then you're switching to a tie. Like, what's fun about a tie? I'd rather lose than tie. Going, we're going. We're going into what ifs. Remember, I was told by uh, someone the other day that you can, uh, who was trying to slander Carson Wentz, you can't live on what ifs. So, using their logic right here, can't live on that. What's done is done. I'll you say the comeback of the century. I'll say one uh, more thing. I'll say one more yeah. thing. Uh, I would consider myself, you know, the one who won when the games actually mattered. Like you named about <laughs> four games that didn't what mean. Do you mean? Week Jack 18 shit. is where it counts. That is the final week. You got to solidify. Detroit, Green Bay, that counted. That mattered. Yeah. Hey, I Cincinnati, was going to bet on your boy. Cleveland. You didn't bet on Amon Ra? Come on, man. And I bet on my team. You bet uh, on the random games. And you nah. got all five. Oh, okay. I, will, I will clap it up for you. Congratulations. <laughs> you came back. You came in third place. Only second to last. Pitt, uh, Pitt over Baltimore was a crucial one. Um, LV over LAC was a crucial one. I'll, there's two, two of your five. And you and you legitimately you legitimately fessed up to just switching to Miami because nah, I mean, you no, needed no, no. it. But like, okay, I but like I was I was leading my I was up and down on Miami, and the thing is, like every time I pick New England instead of Miami, they lose. So I was like, all right, if and if I lose picks because of that, I told myself there's I would have been so sad. So I was like, you know what, screw it. If I lose, I lose. But yeah. I was like, cause like there was no downside. There was like zero downside. That's a heartwarming also, like, story, six, but you don't fool me one bit. Six and two, six and two <laughs> in the final eight games, make it seven, two in the final nine games of playing uh, new England at home. But yeah, I think let's get into some Great. Actually, enough, enough about the past. If you, if you go back to the beginning, if you go back to the beginning of the year, yeah. I'm pretty sure I called it. I was saying that I win picks. Not these two <laughs> didn't believe I, I manifested it from the bottom up. I said, this would be the year I win picks and you know, now it's about defending that crown going back to back. That's all I'll say. We got, we have uh, to get a real yeah. crown, like just, for next I'm year. Just, yeah, I'm gonna just keep it a buck shriek. You're not gonna, you're not gonna win it again. Um, you know, we let okay. you have it this year, but uh, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, Anisha and I were actually conspiring together. Facts. We were like, you know, <laughs> we were like thinking we back to that, that Bengals Ravens bad. game. We're like, he just needs his moment. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, wait, because I think, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ironically, I don't think any of us picked them. Not. The they arrived. So, 
Yeah, we have the spreadsheet. I don't know if any fans no. back on it. I don't know. We can put them up. I, I the spreadsheet like looks it. epic too after 18 weeks with all the green and red. Yes, it looks really nice, and I can see all the bias I had in the Browns pick. So that that is something that I, I swear I, I think I had more bias than you on Browns. Yeah, picks this year. honestly, <laughs> that's, but, that's yeah, probably why that I'm last. Mistake, Jack and I will not, or sorry, Jamiki and I will not be. We're gonna call him Jamiki for the rest of the episode today. Just for today. I'm coming. Um, I'm picking but, the Browns every week next season. Super Bowl oh, winners, right, Anish? Yeah, that oh god. It's okay. I'll be I'll be okay picking against them next year. I've lost my hope. Yeah. Every time, every time we have hope, fail expectations. But yeah, let's get into some playoffs. Yeah, like, I mean, like speaking of speaking of Super Bowl, uh, what you guys actually care about is is us talking about some of these wild card games. If any of you have been around long enough, remember, you know, we did like specific episodes last year for every week for for picks, and that's kind of what we're gonna do again this week. We're going to go through their six wildcard games. We're going to quickly break them down, give us some thoughts, you know, players we think are, are really going to play a key role, uh, what each team needs to do to win, and then we're going to make our picks. New season, uh, you know, playoff picks are a completely different record, so you're going to get a playoff pick champion. You guys, again, like we say every episode, have a chance to be that champion, so go to our Instagram, vote on the stories when we get into it. But let's start on Saturday. There's we got three days of wildcard games this week the first one is las vegas at cincinnati 130 cincinnati favored by five right now wow what do you guys think uh you know do you feel on the raiders you feel on the Bengals? let's get into it the Bengals actually have the longest current drought without a playoff win that dates back to 1990 the raiders haven't had a playoff win since 2002 and we're gonna get quarterbacks and coaches who have never been in this spot before you look at rich Basacha, Derek carr joe burrow zach taylor I'll say this. I'm expecting something completely unexpected to happen. I would not be surprised by any outcome in this game. As for like the matchup that I'd watch for, I'd say look at the trenches, um, offensive line play, um, specifically whether Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby can get pressure on Joe Burrow, because if Burrow has time and can get those shot plays downfield to Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I think it's going to be wraps for the Raiders at that point, because also, here's another thing. Derek Carr is 0-5 in cold weather. Yeah. I think that's something we got to point out. Maybe a little nitpicky, but it's there. And um, if he hasn't won a game in cold weather, then I'm going to be skeptical heading into this game. Um, but should the Bengals hold up against Crosby and Ngakwe, I think they're going to get some long touchdowns. I think Jamar Chase will have a great game. But if the Raiders get pressure and they can force Burrow into a mistake or two, I think they have a great shot at pulling off the upset. So I'd watch for the line play in the trenches. Um, as for who I think is going to win, I'm going to say I'm going to say the Bengals because they are the slightly better team. I trust Joe Burrow more than Derek Carr, which is crazy because I can't really trust anyone in this spot. Um, so I'm going to roll with the home team. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Oh, uh, wait, quick thing. I think maybe we should do like a for each game. We could do one. For whoever goes first goes last next. I think. we. Yeah, can that sounds good. Rookie. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go second? Yeah, Jack? Sure. Okay. Here's I think, you know, I, I really get frustrated and kind of but also like sad when people say people who aren't as you know avid about football or even that they are they just I I never hear them want to say like oh you know I want to pay attention to the line of scrimmage that's the first thing I do before every play I'm always trying to see you know what packages are maybe being formed or what defense the defense is in because it's very hard to kind of figure out what an offensive play looks like but for defense it's a little bit easier and I think again as Shrikar mentioned this game will be won in the trenches uh we know that Joe Burrow has the 27th ranked O-line and we know that the Raiders um pressure has been really great as of lately and uh as Jack said in our uh previous episode Max Crosby 
he is, he, in my opinion, is a first team all pro. And uh, I think the Raiders have something there to build off of. And yeah, the secondary can be suspect a little bit, especially going up against this Bengals, uh, you know, squad. But also we have to keep in mind that they have an extra week of rest, which, you know, maybe could have hurt their momentum. And the Raiders are on a four game winning streak right now. Uh, riding behind, you know, Derek Carr, who, like I uh, said, right, has won me over. And I think, you know, the key, as Shrikar mentioned, cold weather, Derek Carr played, usually plays, you know, Western uh, coast football, right? Like more than I think it's like 13 games is on that side. And obviously he had to play nine games this year in a dome. So to go up there to Cincinnati and the last cold weather game he played was, I believe, at New York. And he didn't look good. Uh, so you know, that's something to keep in mind. And also, you know, for Joey B, I just feel like he's one of those guys that can elevate in the playoffs. I don't think he's got a game that just will falter or he's going to, you know, just utterly collapse. This isn't something where this isn't an up and down thing from him. I don't think I've really seen a game from him this year and really hoping I haven't jinxed it yet, but I just haven't seen a game where I've said, wow, like what, what the hell was he doing? Even in the Chicago game, I thought his players let him down which is why he threw three straight picks in a row. Like two of them were tipped. So that, and that was all the way in week two. Uh, but yeah, as of late, he's been on fire. I just hope the injury doesn't uh, hamper him. Cause I think it was his ankle, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if he's questionable. Um, I'm looking at the injury reports right now. It says he's questionable with a knee injury, but he did full practice uh, both days. So Tuesday and Wednesday. So uh, yeah, with that being said, I'm going to pick the Bengals. I think this is one of the harder games to pick. Um, but yeah, the home field advantage here, I think, is going to be really, really crucial. Uh, and for the Raiders, again, yeah, I know two of the games that they won were on the road, a part of that winning streak. But I think having that last game at home, especially against a good team, I think that's the best game team they faced all throughout that stretch. Having it, the home crowd was really advantageous. So I think going on the road is going to be a little bit tough. Yeah, my initial gut reaction is kind of like what I normally like to go off. But for the playoff games, you really want to start to break it down a little bit more. My gut reaction initially told me Bengals. And, you know, we've been really impressed with the Bengals over the last several weeks. But then when I started to break it down a little bit, you can definitely see a way in which the Raiders will win. And I agree with you, it's going to be on pass rush. If the Bengals can't protect Joe Burrow, which the Chargers didn't do a great job protecting Justin Herbert from Ngakwe and Max Crosby uh, and some of their interior pass rushers, they are very disruptive. They've got one of the best pass rushes in the league when it gets going. And Joe Burrow, if, if he's under pressure, won't be able to, like like you said, Shrigar, line up, make those deep throws, hit Jamar Chase, T. Higgins down the field. And that's an easy way that, that, that the Raiders can win. Their secondary, I agree, has been suspect at some points in the year, but I wasn't really impressed with the way they played against the Chargers. I mean, the down the stretch, while Justin, they, like, they forced Justin Herbert to make perfect throws. And they were great on first, second, and third down. Like there's a reason it all, it got to fourth down nearly every time is because they were playing very sticky coverage, whether they'll be able to replicate that against Chase Boyd, Higgins, Uzama, Joe Mixon out of the backfield. I don't quite know quite, or quite know yet, but there's definitely a possibility. Like I don't want to rule out the Raiders at all. I'm going to pick the Bengals just because I think Joe Burrow, you know, has that mentality. Like he's such a big game player. And yeah. I do think that, like, while there's the chance that the Raiders win, I think the matchup favors the Bengals a little bit. Uh, and you're right. The, the fact that they're going to be playing at home, uh, Derek Carr struggles in cold weather games this far in, thus far into his career. I think matchup leans Bengals a little bit, but there was definitely a part of me that was looking at this game and saying, okay, they actually, the Raiders have a pretty good chance. And for them to just make the playoffs after, after what has happened to them, 
kudos to them, but I know they want to go out and get a win. It's definitely a possibility. I'm not ruling it out at all. Uh, two things before maybe you guys want to switch it over. Um, one is, as you mentioned, Jack, Joe Burrow in like big games. <clears throat> two biggest games of the year, I would argue, was the first Ravens matchup where people, they wanted to prove they were legit and the Chiefs game. Yep. And those were his two best games of the year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you can talk about the 500-yard game, but that was against, you know, Ravens kind of depleted team. So, yeah, yeah I think he but, I mean, step we, up We've also of... seen him at the college level win just about every big game he was asked to. I exactly. would say yeah, I was every... going to even mention the, the championship game and the seven touchdowns in the first half against Oklahoma. So, uh, but one more thing regarding the Raiders is that it's – my gut actually was leaning Raiders because it's very hard to beat a good team twice. And I think the Raiders are a good team. I think they've, you know, built around this culture, riding together, you know, amidst the adversity. I think that's kind of their been their motto this year. Uh, so, yeah, Cincinnati did kind of steamroll them, uh, you know, at LV, and now they get them at home. But as I mentioned, right, which is why I can see an argument for the Raiders and why my gut was leaning there is because it's very hard to beat, you know, a good team again, even especially if it's just, you know, maybe four months down, you have film on the same team. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're all slight edge to Cincinnati. I think when you, I think that definitely like that moniker definitely works. Like you look at Georgia and Alabama, like you kind of got that feeling that, you know, it would be a lot harder for Alabama to win the second time around. But when you have more time in between when it's not one month and it's, you know, a good chunk of the season, I feel like it's, it's a little bit easier because each team has a lot more on the team. It's not like you're going right back to it. Uh, I'll start us off. Like we were talking about uh, new England Buffalo is the next game, the night matchup uh, on Saturday night this one was giving me fits. Like this is in my opinion, probably the hardest game to pick and wildcard weekend because you get the feeling like Buffalo should win this game. Buffalo is the better team. They have more talent quarterback. I I believe is far superior. Josh Allen to Mac Jones, great coaching. You know, it's going to be at home in Buffalo. The last time these two teams played Buffalo really dominated the game. Um, While the score was semi-close, I really think that Buffalo kind of really had a stranglehold on that whole game. But it's the New England Patriots. I mean, we say this just about every single time. It's the New England Patriots. And while, you know, they haven't been super impressive down the stretch, their offense has struggled at times. If you're able to stop the run, you beat the New England Patriots almost every time. But it's the playoffs. It's Bill Belichick. No one in the NFL right now has more experience coaching in big games. Yeah, I guess maybe not wildcard games because they would get the one seed so often. But yeah, facts. he has experience. I'm... I've talked myself into it. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. I really don't want to do it. I think Buffalo should win this game. I think they match up very well, especially in the cold uh, with the New England Patriots, because I, I think that they will learn from their mistakes from the first time, but it's the New England Patriots. And when you play a team, like it's hard to beat a team twice. It's hard to play a team three times in the season. And I just think like, if, if I have to pick between McDermott and Belichick, who can game plan for that third game the best i'm gonna go with 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 the patriots and that's oh my god it feels it feels bad because i really want to pick the the bills i really think they're the better team i guess i'm second in the rotation yeah. or yeah so uh maybe we can switch it up that way i don't have to go second every time you guys have to go first or last maybe right, you can go first for the next one darn it <laughs> it's philly tampa bay Oh, oh, perfect. Okay, good. Uh, Yeah. So for this game, I think what it comes down to a lot of it is narrative, I think, especially for this one, I think for all divisional matchups in the playoffs, a lot of it has to do with narrative because it is always the third time that the teams will face. And I think for the bills, this is probably the 
the biggest matchup that they could have gotten. Like if they gotten the Raiders, I think we all would have picked them. And, you know, it would have been like a kind of easy thing for them to go on. But for this, I think if they win this game, right, it really establishes themselves as the bigger brother in the AFC East because the Pats really honestly throughout the year were saying, hey, hold on. We had one bad year. We've still look at our 18 year track. We're still, you know, right here. And for Buffalo, if they win this game and Josh Allen wins this game, it really cements themselves as the true best team in the AFC East, honestly, maybe beyond this year too, because I think, you know, it's very hard to see a playoff team, especially your divisional rival again. Uh, So I think we'll probably only get one of these maybe again. I don't know, but I would lean on no. So I think if the Bills win this, uh, this would be huge for their morale boost and especially for Sean McDermott. Uh, And as you mentioned, Jack, I know it's hard to bet against Bill Belichick, a guy who prepares in every way possible. Um, But I think the biggest, and it is going to be a zero degree weather game and the the Bills lost the colder one. Uh, They won in good weather. This one's not going to be as well. But here's the thing. I, I just think the Bills can score more than the Pats can. And I think, you know, playoffs sometimes, and they do oftentimes come down to the better quarterback. And this is a guy I've believed in for a long time. And I, I want to keep believing in him again. He has shown nothing for me to say, hey, why, why stop now? So I'm going to go with Josh Allen and I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer will get the last laugh. Buffalo's offense, specifically Josh Allen, have really struggled in cold weather. If we look at five games in which it was 31 degrees or less at game time, Josh Allen's three and two, six touchdowns, seven picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the coldest game, that Atlanta game, he was awful. Like he was terrible. Yeah, that was like, bad. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'll defend him. Like, okay, I get it. His passing stats were awful, but, but look at, but okay, he had a couple of drops and also look at his rushing stats when they needed. I, 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 I watched the I last episode and I said when they needed him the most about like four times. So I'm going to yeah. refrain from saying that. But he made plays with his legs that were crucial in the game. That's, so, that's exactly my point. He yeah. made plays with his legs in cold games. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill Belichick is known in every game to game plan and take away one thing of the opposing quarterback. And in this case, I think it's going to be Allen's legs. And they're going to try and keep Josh Allen in the pocket, force him to throw into the elements because that's the way that Josh Allen is going to struggle. That's the way you're going to win. And I think Bill is smart enough to know that. The other X factor is, you know, you're seeing Bill for a third time. Like he knows how to game plan for you. Just seeing him for a third time is scary. This is third crack at stifling Buffalo. And, you know, he knows what he's going to get now. As you said, it's going to be like zero degrees. It's definitely advantage New England. But the Pats also need to score points. That's the thing. Can Mac Jones really keep up with Josh Allen, even with Bill scheming against him? I don't know if he can, especially if the Bills get out to an early lead. I don't trust Mac Jones to come back in this game and, you know, keep up. I'm going to say I'm going to say Buffalo's offense does sputter. It's not going to be as good or as effective as we've seen, you know, in weeks before. But the Patriots don't get enough from Mac Jones to win this game. I think that's what it's going to come down to. So I'm going to take the bills here. Yeah, Wait, Jack, I'm just curious, you know, because since you are taking the Pats out of us too, I think you're expecting low scoring game then, right? Because I oh, think absolutely. That's, yeah, that's the only way it will be right. The Pats can really win this game. I mean, you stop. remember, you remember my takeaway that like I said, uh, I was like four weeks ago now, the the Pats will not win the Super Bowl because of Mac Jones. Like I said, yeah, like, exactly. yeah and I think too much. And now, you know, I've finally started to agree with you, but I think if they win this game, then all bets are off. I think because if, if they can prove it to me in a playoff game in this type of atmosphere, 
I think then, you know, you really got to start fearing them. But this but- is like the one atmosphere I think they can win in. Like they, I don't think they can win. Like, like at Kansas City, I don't think they beat. I would give, I would give the edge to KC. But if they go at Tennessee, I'm. I think Tennessee is Tennessee. a team that like we're gonna get to that next week. I, I don't know how much I believe in Tennessee. They get they do I get Derrick Henry I think they're back. being slept on. Yeah, I, I, agree think I, I, I worry that I'm sleeping on them too much. But they're getting healthy, man. Well, they're they getting were- healthy at the perfect time, right? And Julio finally made some plays in the game yeah. that you know they really needed. Um, AJ Brown, obviously, the game against San Francisco, like he is back. Uh, and then Derrick Henry, but we'll, we'll save the Titans talk for next week. But yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the score. Yeah, I just think I, this, I it's just the atmosphere that, that really, you know, plays to their strengths and, and like kind of diminishes their weaknesses because you're not going to need in the cold. Mac Jones isn't going to throw the ball 30 times. Yeah, right. but you also can't run it, you know, however, I think they ran it like 40 plus. I know we find that like slight middle past. ground. He'll throw more than three, but he's not going to yeah. throw 30. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you want to start us off Philly Tampa Bay? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, here's the thing. I mean, you know, I think I've been the biggest Eagles kind of believer slash, you know, talk up. Like, I've been talking them up a lot. I give them respect. I don't think they're still, like, you know, a very great team. Yeah, uh, I, I will give yeah. you that. I just think, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I was very excited for this new stint. As much as I was sad to see Wentz go, I was kind of glad he left it. I mean, you know, everyone thought this team was a five-win dysfunctional organization with – you know, Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, and Nick Sirianni, who couldn't even, you know, stop stuttering at his first press press conference. He's come a long way, man, and I'm so proud of that. Um, and for this Philly team, you know, everyone's going to point to how they haven't beaten a playoff team. They're 0-7 versus teams with winning – or playoff teams and 1-7 with winning records with that win being against the Saints. Um, but, you know, for them to come this far, I, I honestly think they make it a little bit of a game early on. Uh, just because I think, you know, their rushing attack is, has been the best and most balanced in pro football this year. Like Sirianni was literally asked or getting called for his head just because he wouldn't run the football. And he said, all right, watch this. And (laughs) now they've taken off almost getting 200 rushing yards, like in, I think it's like four games or something like they, they've been really, really good running the football. And I think that's going to be the key because the best way to beat a good quarterback, or sorry, the best way to beat a great quarterback is with a good running attack because you take the ball, you melt the clock, and you keep the ball away from him. So that's obviously what Philly's going to lean on, but Tampa has the best run defense, and they're still healthy in that area. Uh, and obviously, you know, who do we trust more, Tom versus Jalen Hurts? I always say it. I've been saying it for the last two years. We've done this. I don't bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs, um, and why would I hear? I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Uh, even with all the injuries, I think they have some injuries on the receiving core as well with uh, Tyler Johnson and uh, the number 15. I, I'm forgetting his name, but hey Miller. No, 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 not Scotty. Uh, the other guy, he caught the game winner. Uh, against oh, the oh, God. Uh, it's like, oh my God. It's it on, like Grayson. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cyrus, Cyrus something. Yeah. So Cyrus, something like, I'm, I'm, yeah. Apologies. Yeah, for Cyril. But yeah, I mean, that's just that just goes to show how much receiver depth they have and what's been rotating. Guys. Well, I mean, it's not it is it's definitely not Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. Like that's the yeah. argument people are making against the Bucks yeah. right now. And yeah, you playoffs. can put Darius Slay on Mike Evans, right? So yep. I mean, hey, anything can happen. I honestly like, you know, if this was like a Philly plus eleven type of spread, I would only honestly take the Philly plus eleven. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot to I forgot to say spread. It's eight and a half for Tampa Bay. Yeah, no. I, I, when push comes to shove, I think Tampa will kind of win. But I think yeah. I mean, you could argue single digits, but as long as they get the win. Remember, they played Taylor Heineke, and it came down to the wire. But Tom Tom overhurts. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. Um, you said yeah. You said most of the things I was going to say. Philly 
respectable season, especially because they were some in some places the betting favorite to have the worst overall record in the NFL this year. And they made the playoffs. They're the seventh seed in the NFC. They get to go up against Tom Brady in the playoffs. It's not an envious <laughs> position to be in, but the fact that they're there, like we said, for the Raiders and we'll get to for the Steelers eventually. Congratulations to them for fighting through a lot of the stuff off season wise and, and through the season. But I just think they kind of meet their maker in this se- or in this game. They are, they played pretty tough against the Bucks when they played in the regular season, mm-hmm. but that was kind of like their best effort. And, and, it, and I believe it, it still was at Philly up. too. Yeah. And it still fell short. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in this one. They've got, like you said, you could put Darius Slay on Mike Evans. I still think Evans makes a play or two because he's pretty clutch in that aspect. But who do you have to cover Rob? Or who do you have, like, who do you have to cover Gronk? Like, who do you have to stop Leonard Fournette? I, I think the linebacker position, specifically for the Eagles, will kind of be their downfall on this one uh, on the second level of runs and guarding Gronkowski and some of their other red zone threats. Um, I think it'll be closer probably than people think. I don't, I don't think I would pick them eight and a half, but like they're not going to get blown out. It'll be a respectable game. I, I'll go Tampa by 10. Okay. Of all the NFC games, this is definitely, you know, the mismatch. Again, the Eagles haven't beaten a team all year with a winning record. It's the defending champs with Brady at the helm. There is a huge disparity when it comes to experience at quarterback and head coach in this game. It's Bruce Arians and Tom Brady versus Sirianni and Hurts. Uh, I will say this, though. If the Eagles if the Eagles are going to stay in this game, Sirianni has to get creative in the past game. You guys touched on it, but that run defense is going to be stout, and that is pretty much Philly's bread and butter. It's what they love to do. It's run the ball, and they're very good at it. Um, but against Tampa Bay, you just can't do that. you got to find ways to win in the past game. And the Eagles, unfortunately, I don't think they have multiple ways to win, which is you know huge in the playoffs. That's, that's, that's how you have to win. They have a bright future. Jalen Hurts, very talented quarterback. I think they have to give him another look going into the future, obviously. But um, yeah, as Jack said, I think they meet their maker, and I, I can't bet against Brady in this spot. Yeah, let's get this. Oh, let's get this. Started. This is not their year. Like their year is the next couple. They have three first round picks this year yeah. for a playoff team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. Out. Yeah. One more thing too. Uh, for those interested in the scheme, I think as Shrikar mentioned, I think for Tampa, what they're going to do is stack the box, run a lot of cover one, yes. uh, and that's just going to make you know they're going to make Jalen Hurts throw outside the pocket and make plays, you know, that he has to down the field. And aside from Devontae Smith, I don't really trust any other Eagles receivers to get anything from, okay, Dallas Goddard, if he counts, but that's it. Um, and yeah, okay, the Bucks secondary is kind of weak, but they're getting players back. They still have, they have their two starters, Murphy Bunting and uh, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. So it's not like these guys have no experience. They were part of the Super Bowl run, so. And they're yeah. getting healthy too. That's the thing. The yeah. Bucks are getting healthy, health healthier. Uh, they're getting Leonard Fournette back too. Uh, so uh, Levante David. Levante David's coming back too. So that that'll be a tough day for Dallas Goddard. I think you know. Yeah. Two of the best line or, a uh, Devin White is fast. We saw but, what happened with Kelsey. So yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I think you know it's it's tough for Philly, but their years are down the road. They're gonna load up in the draft, and so definitely respect for what Philly's done. But you can't bet against Tom in this one. All right, so our next game to get into is San Francisco 49ers versus the Dallas Cowboys, 1.30 on Sunday. Dallas right now favored by three, but that's just, you know, the little buffer you get for playing at home. So Vegas sees this as a dead even lock. So I, I think we could go any way on this game. Shrikar, you went first, so our last last time, so you can start us off this time. It's also your hometown Niners. So what are you thinking? Yep, yes. I think this is the best game of the weekend. That's not even me being biased. I genuinely think this is the best game on the slate. I think the nostalgia for like older fans is going to be great in this one, because if you know, if you're a guy in the seventies, eighties, nineties, 
you're going to love to see this game. You're going to love the history behind it too. Man, the Niners are dangerous. We saw that Rams game, how they rallied back from that 17-point deficit after Sean McVay went in the end zone and celebrated with his players and didn't get We have to it. talk about that. Sure we do, because no, he did. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> the first time he's ever lost a halftime lead. Got to bring that up, too. Look, the Cowboys are also division champs. They're loaded with skilled players. This is going to be a great game. I think if San Francisco can run the ball effectively, like in the second half against the Rams, just play that physical bully ball. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to match it for 60 minutes. And honestly, you know, they have playmakers. They have Debo Samuel. They have George Kittle. Can the Cowboys keep that in check for 60 minutes? And also it's Kyle Shanahan against Dan Quinn, which is going to be a great matchup there. They both know stuff about each other. I'm going to say the Niners pull off the upset. I'm not even being biased. I think it's going to happen. Um, Look, because if they can run the ball, they play bully ball, it makes it makes the offensive line's job harder, but also it can wear down Micah Parsons, it can wear down Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory. Hopefully it can kind of, you know, limit them to a degree because Micah Parsons is obviously going to be everywhere. I'm going to go with the upset. San Francisco might be the better overall team than Dallas. I mean, completely honest, they might be the better overall team, and I like them in this game pulling the upset. And also, we might be getting a, you know, 60 40 home crown in terms of Cowboys to Niners fans, which will be big. And, you know, if the Niners can get, you know, they, they travel well, if they can get them with their fans in the building, I think it makes all that more of an advantage. Before Anish can hop on, I'll join you. I, I'm, I'm taking San Francisco too. This was one like gut feeling. I, I've marked this down almost exactly when the playoff matchups hit. I was like, the Niners are going to win this game. This is going to be maybe the best battle in the trenches we've seen all season and we'll see for a couple seasons. I mean, the Niners offensive line versus the Cowboys defensive line and vice versa is going to be such an entertaining matchup. And you mentioned regard, both teams have playmakers. I mean, like Dallas is often regarded as they've got all that offensive firepower. San Francisco has the number one highest graded set of wide receivers and tight ends by PFF on the season. And, and so, you know, it's going to be a battle both ways. I think you're totally right. Your analysis. And if the Niners can commit to running the ball, which we've seen even down like 16, nothing last week, to the Rams, they stayed committed to their brand of football, which is running the ball, and they were still effective in it. And the better they can run the ball, the more they can limit Dallas's ability to pass rush and, you know, run past blitzes, which is what has made Michael Parsons so valuable this year, which is how they get the most out of their players and what has really revived their defense this year. So the more the Niners can run the ball, the more they can limit that. And I really think that that's how you limit this opportunistic Dallas Cowboys defense. If you take away the sacks and the picks, you know, they're still able to, you know, be moved on because we've seen they've given up a lot of yards this year, but they are very opportunistic. I think running the ball is a very good way to to limit that, limit their defensive production. And like we've seen, Jimmy Garoppolo, when it comes down to the big moments, while he's not, like I said last episode, he's not the best quarterback in the world. He's been really good for them in these clutch moments. So, uh, yeah, I'm just feeling the Niners in this one. Uh, and this is one of the picks I was like genuinely confident about and it's an upset. So I'll take it. Damn, I wanted to take the Jimmy G type of thing because, uh, you know, this is my little jab at Shrikar, Uh, because we watched the game and he was calling for Trey Lance for a good maybe 30 minutes. Um, and I, I said, mean, well, there is no, 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 let, no, I'm going to that first half. Uh, no, I don't. He was I don't awful. care about the first half because when it mattered, he led a 92 yard drive in 90 seconds. OK, with, I think, one timeout. So, and he made all the throws needed. This guy is a winner. 
and again, Listen, I'll I, say this. People, people wonder why Niner fans are so quick to switch up on Jimmy G. It is because of games like that. Right? I get it. I 100% get it. He's because inconsistent, but look at Very the overall picture. When has he let you? He's let you down one time, and I get it. It was that throw to Sanders. Well, but we also have to look at that Titans game, too. No, but he, he you're did. in the playoffs. That's what matters. Okay. And win that game, you're not winning the division either way or getting a home playoff game. So, really, grand scheme of things, I don't think we can use that. He's helped you more than he's hurt you. And I know it sucks because I said it also in the takeaway that I posted. He probably won't be on the roster in 2022. You have to see what you have in Trey Lance. You gave up too much for him, which, again, that's why I didn't like the trade. You had him. You still have him until 2023. But, you know, enough about that. Let's focus on the game. Uh, I, as Jack also mentioned with, you know, the trenches, I think we're the only podcast that really focuses on that. Like, I, I watch yeah. a lot of the other ones. They always focus on the big names, the skill players. Focus on the trenches. That's what wins or loses games. Uh, and as Jack mentioned, this is probably the best matchup of the six. And, you know, one thing that I always notice throughout the playoffs, there's always a three, six upset. There's always look, look back at the years. There's always three, six upset. And this is going to be my three, six upset. We're all sweeping San Francisco, which is really, really no fans are going to too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. for sure. So I guess it's going to be a four way sweep. Uh, but yeah, one thing also the Cowboys do run a lot of zone coverage and there is a dude who can just beat zone coverage at will. He can beat man coverage too, but Debo Samuel, you know, yeah, Brandon, Ayuk's pretty good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Debo obviously thrives in that. And the Niners do get the ball out quick. And as Jack mentioned, they run the ball a lot, which will be very detrimental to a Micah Parsons who kind of thrives on this, you know, beating the running back to get to the quarterback, but that takes a little bit of time, right? Because you're max protecting with a running back. So, uh, you know, if the Niners, the Niners don't really do that, uh, which is why I think, you know, they were able to limit Aaron Donald in certain key plays. And I think they're going to do that here again with Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. So I got the Niners here. And as Shrikar mentioned to the home crowd, it's not going to be as much of a home crowd. There are a lot of Niner fans there. It's an old town rivalry. This is stemmed back 40, 50 years. Uh, and yeah, I got the Niners in this one and it just sucks because, you know, you paid 75 mil to Dak Prescott in total, total money. And he's only got one playoff win and this would be his third playoff loss, I believe to show for it or, yep. or fourth, I think. Packers. Yeah. Yeah, Packers. Oh yeah, Packers, sure Rams, and yeah, Packers, Rams, and this. So yeah, it'll be his third. I'm I'm going with the Niners. I don't think it's going to come down to Dak Prescott losing the game though. And I feel like there are, if they matched up with basically any other team in the NFC, like I would legitimately feel strongly they can win. I think they could beat both the Rams and the Cardinals right now. Like neutral field, I think they'd beat both of them. But I just I don't know. I feel like the I Niners agree. match up really well against the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that too. But like for Dallas, I mean, I feel like Dak has, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Dak has lost you some games yeah. where he's put, you know, your team in position. So it does come down to that. And the teams where he's just again, six and zero against the NFC East, six and five against other teams, and Dak Prescott against the NFC East looks like a god. And then aside from that, you know, they're putting up 50 points and then otherwise it's just really competitive. And they should have lost the New England game. So it should True. be honestly five and six. But We'll see if they move on. I think they could still be an entertaining team, you know, a competitive team down the stretch. Uh, unlike the Steelers, like I, I don't feel I bad think I'm for slandering the Steelers <laughs> as much as I have been. Like I'm just still upset that, that we're getting them over Justin Herbert in the playoffs. Cause not going to lie. I might've picked the chargers against the chiefs in the playoffs, not taking the Steelers. I'll start us off. I'm going with the chiefs. I mean, oh, come on. What? I was last. I wanted that one, but okay. Right. You can go next. Do you agree with me? You want to hop on the train right off the bat? Uh, no, I'm taking this down. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's not even I mean, fair. Like, I, I, it pisses me off so much that I don't get to see 
Burrow Herbert in the playoffs and I could really make a decision. That's what I've been, you know, cause now that question just won't get answered. And you know, and I'm going to see a lot of recency bias. I'm going to see a lot of takes that I just don't agree with, but if, you know, a definitive answer would have been great, but now I got to see an old big Ben who doesn't even have confidence in his team. I'm really hoping that was taken out of context because I didn't watch the full it thing. I just, I'm, I'm praying it was because what, what the hell was- are you saying? Like, this Especially, like, what do you have to lose by saying, yeah, exactly. what do you have to lose by saying, oh, yeah, you know, we're confident. This is your last game you're ever going to exactly. play, probably. Like, this, if I'm the Steelers, Man. fine. I'm heavily doubted. Whatever. Go in with no regrets. Like, this is this is a game that you can really lay out all the cards. Lay everything mm-hmm. out on the table. I, mean, I think that's what he meant to say, but he just said it the worst way possible. I, I don't know. Like, it really didn't seem like he was too, you know, excited about this game. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he, I think he left it all out on the field against the Browns on his final home. I don't know. I bet he wasn't was, expecting a playoff berth. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, they had a 10% chance to make it. They were gifted a spot, okay? They were gifted it. They were other teams that I believe deserved it way more. Um, but you know what? They're here, and I've said this time and time again. You just can't count them out. Uh, and it is hard to beat a team twice, but it is the Chiefs at home. Uh, it's very, you know, it's going to be very, I would be absolutely shocked. Uh, and you know what? I said that last time with the Colts Jags, so who knows? But this is just not a team. They, they, they're outmatched pretty much everything. Like, what what, what do they have over the, the Chiefs? Maybe front seven? That, that's TJ, really I mean, TJ Watt against Orlando Brown? I don't know. I, I mean, I feel bad, but, you know, Steelers fans, like, they get, they're getting the Juju playoff. back. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what they're getting. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he, he practiced today. Oh, wow. And that, he like I mean, actually has a chance to play. That's pretty cool. Good, good for him. But you know, hey, uh, I mean, if this make you know, this makes me feel a little bit better because they got a worse pick. So <laughs> all this to lose, but yeah. This but, is this is the biggest mismatch of the weekend. I, it's, the Steelers somehow got into the playoffs. Lots of good fortune went their way. They have a negative fifty-five point differential on the year. <laughs> negative. <laughs> 55 <laughs> and Ben Roethlisberger you know my feelings on him he has struggled literally all year for Pittsburgh it's a great run um, I'll give them props for making the playoffs now you're coming to Arrowhead Stadium they lost 36 to 10 in Arrowhead in week 16 the Chiefs basically rested starters at halftime for the Chiefs to lose they would need to commit a ton of turnovers and penalties that is the only way Pittsburgh has a shot if it is a clean game, Kansas City is going to roll in this one. It, I, I don't even think it's going to be close. And the odds makers see that as well. I think it's a 13-point spread. So I'll say this. If the Chiefs lose this game, it'll be their worst loss. It'll be their worst loss in franchise history. And I know that's saying a lot. If you go back, this is that would probably be the worst. I mean, I'm the, the Super Bowl, the right? Like, Because, you know, bigger stakes. But – I see stakes, but it was, they were also playing the Bucks. They deserve to lose. Great. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were just, supposed to lose. They're better across the board. Pittsburgh yeah. has such a limited offense, no run defense. They can pressure Patrick Mahomes. I'll give him that. I mean, TJ Watt, you know, he's good for a sack or two, but unless that turns into turnovers, they're, they're not going to have a chance. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah. And the clean Trigger, settle the debate that Anish and I had this episode. Is TJ Watt your defensive player of the year? Yes, he is. Oh, there we go. Two to All one. right, we'll save it for I, another day. I don't, I don't see how you can't give it to him, I, I, honestly. I, Aaron Donald's fact, had I a- think it's still, again, I, for me, it goes be, – I, I agree with you. Depoy should always go beyond sacks, but – Should, but. Right? Game for game, his impact. And I know he missed a few, but 
he got his team to the playoffs and he was instrumental in a lot of games, right? I always go back to the Seattle one is the one I can just think of right off the top of my head. The Baltimore game too, he disrupted that pass on the two-point conversion. Like he's, he just makes plays in more than one way. And I think, you know, Aaron Donald, you have a case, but. I wish I, I could show this, this full chart that I got, but it's, it's double team rate at the bottom and pass rush win rate at the top. I think, yeah. So Aaron Donald is the best defensive player. But I think it, it is also for the season and narratives do come in, right? Like narratives are always surrounding it. And for a guy to tie the record, right, in only 15 games played, like that is that is unheard of. So I I have to like, you know, I have to consider that too. He was so Watt was double teamed under 20% on the season. I know Donald, and that makes me so mad. That guy one of, Donald, one of three players above 60%, and Donald still had almost at almost a 10% incremental difference above watt on pass rush win rate on the season and still had a bunch of like big plays like he came through in big moments too like remember that cardinals game yeah wait who are the other two okay they were uh i want to say it's grady jarrett yeah grady jarrett and javon hargrave okay so these are defensive tackles yeah yes okay okay but i mean tj watt in the in the in the realm of guys like yeah yeah, uh, under josh sweat jerry hughes Dante Fowler, Yannick Ngakwe, Matt Judon, Jake Martin, Preston Smith, Mario Addison, Carlos Dunlap. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I've always said the double teams, it's just, you know, it helps him a lot. Like his brother, his brother was always getting double teamed. He lined up inside, outside, you name it. So I'm always going to take JJ over TJ, but let's, I mean, we're not going to have to talk about this team next week. We'll get to Aaron Donald's team. Actually, it's the last game of the weekend. First Monday night wild card game, I believe ever. No, it's it's happened before. Really? It has happened before. It's the first time in ages though, but it's definitely happened before. Uh, I'm hoping to be at this game actually moved into SC games at SoFi stadium, hoping to go uh, sit top level. I don't really care, but I think it'll be a really fun game to go to. Uh, Who wants to go first? Well, I think Shriekar has to because he went last. Yeah, been, how first. long has it been since you went first? I went <laughs> first on the Tampa game. I was supposed to go first oh, on the KC. You're going first. You're going first. Yeah, you're going first. What? I went. I was supposed to go first on the KC. Jackson. I'll go. I'll go after you. I'll go after you. Oh my god! All right. Well, okay. I guess I'll kind of give my breakdown on this one. I honestly think people aren't giving the Cardinals enough of a shot. Um, I know they don't have D hop and I know, you know, the Rams coming off a loss will probably be hungry as hell to get the job done. But this is stat like this is Stafford's first home playoff game ever. And this is also his first playoff game. in I believe five years. So it, it's been a while. And for Kyler Murray, this is, this is his first stint. So ev- everything we've seen from him, you know, prior, I think it's a new slate. Like this is where you make your buck. This is where you define your moments for both of them, honestly. Yeah, for both. And I've said this before, right? Like I I still Stafford and Kyler are like neck and neck. And I I think, you know, whoever wins this game, that's who I'm going to put above in my quarterback rankings. Simply who gets it done. This one honestly tore me up the most, like not even the other ones. I was pretty, you know, like set in stone on the ones that maybe Bengals Raiders, but this one, this one is really tough. And like for the Cardinals defense, they, they showed they could get after it, but they just, they, they're just too volatile. They, they just disappoint in so many different ways that I, I can't, I can't put my more confidence in them than I can in LA. Who's won nine of the last 10 meetings versus Sean McVay is nine and one versus the Cardinals in his career, 
nine and one. I have to bank on that, right? And I, I know they're putting in Eric Weddle, who's a 37-year-old safety. I don't even know if he's going to start, but like I, I get it. Like, you know, there, there are some questions down there, and Kyler is way more magical than Stafford. Uh, I, I would trust, honestly, Kyler on third down more than Stafford. But I think if the Rams can just honestly run the clock down, which they can do, uh, I, Cooper Cup is just sensational. Uh, we'll get into who's better between him and Jefferson maybe later in the offseason. But, you know, you guys know who I'd probably side with. <sighs> really close game. I want to pick Arizona so bad, but I can't do it to Cooper Cup. <laughs> I'm going to the Rams. I, I just think they'll think... Find, find a way. They'll find a way. Uh, they don't choke like they do against SF. I think it's it's a morale type of thing with, you know, with the Rams and the Niners. But other than that, the Rams are a really solid team. I think more than any other game this weekend, it's about which quarterback plays better. Um, Who's going to make the big play? Who's going to make that crushing mistake? I think, you know, when you look at Stafford versus Kyler, you got to look out for that. I think more so Stafford, though, because it comes down to whether Stafford will make mistakes. If he plays a clean game, I think the Rams have the defense to control Kyler Murray outside the pocket, so I think they'll be fine there. But look, I could see Stafford having a show-stopping performance. You know, it's as Anish said this, but it's all about narratives. I could see him having an amazing performance, you know, being loved by the media, but I could also see him, you know, committing three turnovers, running into sacks and media hates him. He's, Look, I'm going to say also this. volatile. I agree. Yeah. I think the Rams should win this game and I'm going to say they will. But look, Stafford, it, he really scares me in this game. Like I hate to say it, Matthew Stafford scares me in this game. I feel like Kyler has the better chance to go out and win this game while Stafford probably has, you know, the more likelihood of like losing it for his team. I just don't, I don't, I'm not expecting the ball to be in Stafford's hands as much as Kyler's. Like we see in the playoffs just about every year, teams that are like normally really pass heavy or teams in just almost every playoff team in general really shifts towards like a run heavy approach when they get to the playoffs early in games. And I feel like the Rams are one of the teams that can be most successful at that. I mean, they're getting they did it makers. last year. Yeah. Daryl Henderson still there. Uh, the offensive line, one of the best in the league. I, I don't know. I, I'm expecting the Rams to be able to run the ball pretty well on this one. And, and you know, not, not ask Stafford to go out, throw the ball 40 to 50 times and win the game in the wild card round. Like that's something if they get to the Super Bowl, you do that then. But I really think they're going to come out and they're going to try and establish the run. So, and we've mentioned the defense, they figured out how to stop Kyler Murray the last time they played. Uh, they did not let him get outside the pocket uh the, their edges were you know great at keeping contain I don't know I think that while this is a very close game and I you almost talked me to picking the Cardinals just by like when you were giving your introduction like because you reminded me like I don't think Stafford's going to go out and win those big games I don't think he has the ability to win the Super Bowl win yeah. you know a lot of playoff games just this one in particular I don't think he'll be asked to so okay I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Rams in this one what's the spread the spread yeah. is I think it's over. If it's over six, I'm, I think Rams minus four and a half. It's Rams minus four now. Oh yeah. If it was like five and a half, six, I would have taken the cards. Look, I'm scared. I, I, I don't know. Cause the cards, I don't know what it is, but they play better on the road. And this is like, I don't know if like, they do. I know, I know, but I don't know if that correlates. Like, I don't know if that's actually, I guess. And and also like, look at, I think, and this is a, this is a dome game, right? It's good weather. So this is where quarterbacks can make a bigger impact, right? If it was snow, right, and you're young QB, okay, yeah, you know, you don't want to make these ill-advised throws. But this is this is a stadium in which they won in just 
what, I mean, I know it was like four months ago, but they did win in week four and that was their kind of a rival game. That's when people started to really consider them, but I don't know this. Yeah. This one, I'm this one for me was actually the toughest because I don't know what it is when the Cardinals are doubted, they somehow just pull it out. So, and I would not, I think, I don't know out of us three, I feel like I'm, I, it's, oh, I, I'm tearing myself apart, but I, Cardinals like really are they're it's like they're pushing me right now, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with LA, but I'm, it's, it's like, this is, these are the two teams that I said, like, I think they can be good in the regular season, but I don't really trust them in the playoffs. Like preseason. I was like, I don't think Kyler Murray can really get it done. And I was also like, you know, I just don't think Stafford's really going to win you a playoff game. He hasn't done it yet. And they both play each other. So I have to pick one. Yeah. I don't think Kyler ever played in the playoffs uh, in college. Right. I don't think he, uh, yeah, no, he never did. No, no he wasn't. Think, he wasn't yeah, on that. The last time Oklahoma was in was Baker. Was no, no, Baker. no, it was, it was uh no no it was uh hurts Before, hurts. Yeah. hurts hurts yeah hurts and or, or so baker they missed, played against yeah, they missed kyler's one year so yeah. baker made it kyler didn't hurts made it yeah I think yeah. That's, yeah so i mean hey this is really his first playoff game since high school so well and, and I, i'd argue he played in one last year and in, in the last week of the season needing to get a win and make the playoffs that's i mean that's basically a playoff game if we're considering chargers Raiders hurt, this though, year, right like i know but yeah he, I, at, the, at this point in the season no one's 100 percent. yeah mm-hmm I think this is going to be one hell of a matchup. Hopefully I get to go. I don't know who, like how to cheer in that game. Like I'm not a fan of either of these teams. I don't know who to cheer for. I guess I'll <laughs> cheer for like the hometown team. And I mean, if cheer I... for cheer for the better receiver, Robert. Oh, never mind. Wow. <laughs> Pray on injury. Like, look at that. No, no, not like that. On. Not like that. Not like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you want, you can borrow my Cooper cup shirt, but no, I mean, I'll probably just go, yeah. you know, root for the defense player of the year, stuff like that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We mentioned it at the start. You guys are in this. Congratulations on your season and picks, but there's another one starting right now. Go to our Instagram. It's always down in the bio or in the bio of the episode, whether you're any platform you're on, it's down there. Six polls, you make six picks. By the end, we add up, you know, the fan totals and that's your guys' pick. You really have a chance. You know, it's, it's a short slate. So it's anyone's game at this point. So de- definitely go down in the description and vote for that. If you're on YouTube, please consider hitting the subscribe button, the like button, hit the notification bell, Apple podcast, Spotify, you know what to do. Leave a five-star review. If you really enjoy the show, follow along for future episodes. We'll be back next week. Whether we do two episodes or one, not quite sure yet. Uh, uh, probably one, just because we aren't, we aren't going to have as many games next week. Uh, but we'll be back next week for sure to break down what is supposed to be you know, I think it'll be one of the best weekends that we've seen for wildcard games in a really long time. There's some great matchups and we hope you guys all enjoy them. Uh, that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, there's, the there's, there's some college content on the way though. College content on the way, yeah. Videos yep. might be coming back soon. Videos coming back soon. The ones that you guys really liked last year, just a, a little sneak peek, some draft content. Too, so <laughs> we hope, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, we've been the Call of Truth podcast and we will see you next time. <laughs>